it's just a lot, man. Now it's a um it's a guy I think who was on um maybe like the History Channel or something like that, but he had actually um he was about to get on that submersible i think maybe in like 2021 2022 and he wind up turning it down i got that video too i'm gonna play it real quick so y'all can see it i host a television program on discovery channel called expedition unknown and we were uh thinking about the idea of making a special on titanic and so we went up to ocean gates headquarters in everett washington in 2021 uh, this was just before they were going to take their first group of passengers down to Titanic. And we went out uh, with Stockton, the CEO, uh, who is piloting uh, Titan uh, on this current mission as well. And uh, we joined Stockton for uh, a shakedown dive on the sub, taking it out, putting it through its paces uh, there in Puget Sound uh, and, and seeing how Titan performed and thinking about whether it would be a good fit for us to, to film for a show. It's a really striking submarine, as you'll see in the in the stock footage of it here. It's a very novel uh, design. It doesn't look like any other submersible that has gone down to Titanic before. And a lot of that has to do with how it's made. It's made of a carbon fiber hull, uh, as opposed to having a steel or a titanium hull. And because it's carbon fiber, it could be made much larger. So it's, a, it's actually quite a, a large submarine, can hold five people as opposed to most of the subs that go down to Titanic can only hold two or three. So it's actually quite spacious inside as uh, these kind of subs go. Uh, and as I said, it has a very unique design. So it certainly when you when you see it, it's a fairly striking uh, craft. Uh, yeah, Josh, you use words like novel and unique when it comes to its design. And, you know, OceanGate itself, when you look at its website, talks about being at the forefront of innovation. In fact, it's so innovative, it's ahead of regulation. You know, regulation can't keep up with its innovation. But was it safe? Did you get the feeling that it was safe? Did you talk to those that operated it about the safety measures involved sure. and the kind of risks involved? Tell us a bit about that. There is almost nothing to benchmark it against. There is no other vehicle like Titan anywhere in the world. It is a one-off. And so evaluating risk for a craft like this is really difficult. We know that carbon fiber is extremely strong. Uh, it is a miracle product in a lot of ways. It can be 10 times stronger than, than steel. But there are real questions about carbon fiber in terms of uh, its fatigue. How does it perform at these kind of pressures and at this kind of a cold temperature after multiple uh, cycles? And for us on the dives that we did, uh, I would say that some of the systems on board performed very well. Some of them didn't perform well at all. We had issues with thrusters. We had issues with computer control aboard. But ultimately, I decided to back off of our project because I just couldn't get comfortable ultimately with the design of Titan because there was so little data available um, about managing that risk and really what it looked like um, if this sub went up and down as many times as it was going to. Um, remind me how long ago that was because, you know, OceanGate and the number of dives it's made since you were there on that sort of uh, maiden shakedown dive, as you call it, it seems that, you know, safety wasn't a concern for those going on those trips. And there are waivers involved. Everybody's well away from the risk that the mention of, of death, apparently on the, the first page of the waiver is mentioned three times. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah the this, was, this was in 2021. Yeah, this was in 2021 <laughs> when we uh, went and did this with OceanGate. That was at the beginning of its real maiden season of bringing passengers out there for the first time. And look, it is described in those waivers as an experimental craft, and I think that it is truly experimental in a very real sense of the word. This is not like boarding a commercial flight on a new airplane. This is like being a test pilot 
on a plane that has never flown before. Yeah. There are elements of Titan where there are real redundancies. There, there are a lot of ways to drop weights, for instance, on Titan and bring it back to the surface. There's four different systems on board to drop weights. There's a computer-controlled system that can vent water in or out of ballast chambers to help it rise up in the ocean. Uh, there is a manual valve in Titan to, to take air and add it to bladders on the outside of the sub to bring it up. And there's a hydraulic control system that can drop weights off the bottom. And in fact, the entire skid assembly on the bottom of Titan can be dropped using a hydraulic lever, uh, which takes a huge amount of weight off the sub to bring it to the surface. Those sort of things were, were, were baked into the design of Titan yeah. um, to make it more safe. But there are other elements of its design um, that are more challenging. You know, it, it cannot be opened from the inside. There is no topside hatch on Titan because of the way the carbon fiber hull is built. Uh, and and so you have these trade-offs. You have I'm not saying Indian design, for like but two it comes hours. with a lot of with a lot of mysteries. And it, you know, in terms of how it's going to perform over time. Yeah, it is a real mystery. What do you think has happened? What could have gone wrong in terms of you know it's not floated to the surface? I think in some ways there are only a handful of things, um, categories of things that that could go wrong. Um, one of the real uh, you know challenges here is communication. It's very hard to communicate with untethered subs like this from the surface anyway. But the fact that Titan lost communication uh, on its way down to Titanic um, and that it had not received communication since then would indicate that something uh, went wrong with its systems. Now, it was well off the bottom when that communication was lost. And so using those multiple redundancies of weight drop systems, Titan should have returned to the surface, right? And so the fact that that hasn't happened opens up this whole other question of what are these other possibilities? You know, look, certainly one of those possibilities is a hull failure. Um, that kind of speaks to the carbon fiber design of of, um, of Titan and also a concern in all submersibles, um, electrical fires, uh, computer failure, things like that. Um, Josh, one of the, the big questions being asked by everyone that follows this story is why? Why do this? Um, do you think this is the end of this kind of expedition involving this kind of submersible? Who's going to want to get into one of these ever again? Look, I, I think, first of all, it's important to remember that Titanic has, um, has fascinated the world since the night that she sank. You know, there, there is an incredible allure to this shipwreck and indeed to all shipwrecks, I think, because they are time capsules. I think that, you know, the people aboard Titan, uh, I think, were there because they had a real passion and a real interest uh, for Titanic, because it's something that speaks to them on a personal level, on a deep level. Uh, and, and so I think this is the case with with Titanic. It is a difficult place to reach. It is a uh, it is an event that holds a huge place in our in our uh, history. Uh, and I think that these people uh, had admirable goals going down there. Um, and, and I commend them for, for having the passion and determination to take a, to take a trip like this down to Titanic. Yeah, so even he said no, which, you know, smart guy. Right, smart guy. But yeah, so, uh, you know, our condolences go out, you know, to the five passengers that lost their life. Definitely. The, uh, submersible. And, um, you know, just <laughs> read the waiver, man. <laughs>